What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Y'all already know what it is. It is Real Spill, and this is your girl, Yana Samaria. And I'm so glad to be here hollering at y'all. Come on, holler at me. What is up with y'all? So listen, I can get deep, and I can go fast, all right? So let's slow it down, and let me go ahead and say my prayer. I can't go too far without saying my prayer. Y'all bow your heads and close y'all eyes. I'm too hype. If y'all can't tell, I am too hype. I had a phenomenal week, but we're going to get to that after we acknowledge our father. Okay. So Lord, heavenly father, we want to thank you right now, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for keeping us throughout our week, throughout our day, God. Lord, we want to thank you for every blessing that we encountered this week, God. We want to thank you for every lesson, every door that was closed, God, every door that was open. We know and we trust that you are working in our favor, God. We talk against our um, current situation, God. If it's negative, God, we speak life over it right now in the name of Jesus. And we know that our situation currently is not end all be all, God. We know that the God that we serve and we know that you are in this situation with us and God, you're going to see us through. So we love you. We thank you, God. You know the things that are harboring on the inside of us, God. Open our minds so that we're able to evolve, God. Open our hearts so that we're able to grow, God. Give us spiritual healing. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, I am passionate about my prayers. I'm passionate about my father. I just cannot do it without him. So y'all, listen, I got new hair in today. I've never worn deep wave hair ever i've never especially long deep wave hair no i'm lying i had a deep wave like bob and it was short and i didn't really like it i wore it like one time and never wore it again but i am trying to get into this maybe i'm the type of person that i love color because even when i had my natural hair and i was wearing like i was permed i was on a creamy crack i had highlights so i never had like strictly black hair or, or dark hair unless i'm wearing braids so and weave is really abnormal to see me without color and this is not only deep wave but there's no color in there but i'm getting i'm I'm getting i'm getting used to it i'm liking it a little bit because i want my natural hair to get this long but at the same time i'm heat training my natural hair so if you are a natural gal and you know anything about heat training holla at me and you know some people get upset because i want to heat train my hair how can you get mad because i want to flat iron my hair and I want my hair to be straight. They say that you're trying to follow society. No, I'm following Ayana. Because that's what Ayana wants. If I've always had straight hair and I don't want to wear curly hair, how you going to judge me? Uh, wear your curly, curly suit and let me be straight Sally. Okay? That is absolutely fine for me. This life is long but it's short. So I feel like I can be straight, you know, heat train for a couple years. I can shave all my hair, hair off. And now I could be curly. I can switch it up, baby. So don't judge me. Judge mama. They be all in my business. Don't do that. Okay? So, you guys, we have to have our weekly check-in. How was your week? I hope it was amazing. I hope you, you know, knocked everything down on your to-do list. You had some good blessings in the week. You had some maybe things that you didn't think was blessings. But if you really think about it, it's going to work out in your favor. So technically, love it is a blessing. So I hope that you were able to pinpoint some things out and grab some good things to take away from the week and to, you know, apply it to the next week. Because we're always learning. We're always evolving. Each week, I like to analyze where I'm at, where I'm at each week. And then we're going to push and try to, you know, whatever I didn't do the first week, I'm going to do it the next week. So my week was great. 
My week was absolutely, absolutely amazing. I got a chance to visit this amazing place called Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to Baltimore. If you are from Baltimore, if you've been to Baltimore, shout out to you, love. Because I went to Baltimore and I got the chance to visit a little bit of Washington. And when I tell you, y'all, it was amazing. It was amazing. Now, when I looked, when I think about Baltimore, Maryland, when I think about Washington, I think cold weather. That's the first thing that comes to my head. It's going to be freezing cold. And if you know me, I'm borderline anemic. That cold weather, I'm not with. I'm just not with. So when I looked at the weather, it had the audacity to say it was going to be 40 degrees with rain. So I'm like, okay, everybody knows 40 degrees by itself is cold. But 40 degrees, then you add a little bit of sprinkle, child, it's going to be freezing. So I was very upset. When I get there, it's actually 87 degrees, which is a blessing because their 87 degrees is not only warm, but it's not like Florida uh, 87 degrees. Our 87 degrees is hot humid this is like poofy weather this is the type of weather where you're going to be drenched in sweat but in maryland it's like nice cool you can sit on your porch there's wind blowing it's absolutely amazing so i packed well i did my thing but i just love the the city i love the place baltimore you hear what i'm saying baltimore city is amazing i love the tall buildings you know in florida our buildings go more out their buildings go up, but inside of the house is still very spacious. I love how their tree, their trees everywhere. Their trees everywhere. And y'all, I didn't see one like bug. Like you know how in Florida you got gnats flying, you got all this crazy stuff just flying in the air. In Maryland, it's just like clear skies. I didn't see or hear a buzz, and I like stuff like that because me and bugs. I understand that y'all have y'all place in here in the world. But y'all place is nowhere near me. You feel me? So I absolutely love the city and I love the accent, as you can tell, because it keeps slipping. Like, I don't know. I was there for like 48 hours. Just kidding. I was there for four days, but I'm acting like I'm from there. Like I came back like Baltimore because in Baltimore, they, they it's like they drag out their words. So they say Baltimore City and then they say stuff like, yeah, zoo, like zoo, like I I need somebody to teach me. If you're from Baltimore, love, teach me because I'm probably chopping up y'all accent. But I, I, no disrespect, I want to really learn. Like, I really want to learn. I think it's beautiful, okay? So, I'm the type of person where I'll move there on Monday and then by next Friday, I'll be talking like I was born and raised in Baltimore, okay? Love Baltimore. Now, I was there on some business endeavors. Don't want to speak on it just yet, but just know your girl making moves out here. Your girl is making moves and some of them are silent and some of them are public, okay? So, I was there for a business endeavor and I love, I fell in love with the area. Now, if you know me, you know I love Atlanta as well. I, since I stepped foot in Atlanta, I just knew this was home. This is the place that I was going to live and grow old in because it's just something about a city. Have you ever stepped in a city and you're just like, yes, this is it. I don't know what it was, what, what it is about it, but this is it. That's how I feel about Atlanta. But I'm not going to lie to y'all. Atlanta has a little bit of competition because Baltimore, I fell in love with as well. It was just amazing it was an amazing experience so currently right now i live in tallahassee florida bummer everybody knows i cannot stand living in tallahassee like i've been here since 2013 that's embarrassing to say child it is 2021 i went to famu i graduated from famu in 2017 spring 2017 and i've been thugging here ever since and i'm ready to thug somewhere else because this gangster can't stay here for much too longer okay i just cannot be here 
for much longer. I do not like it. I think that Tallahassee is a great stopping place. Like if you're trying to go to college or something like that, it's a good experience. It's not a good lifestyle for me. I'm more of a city girl. I love like fast paced living. I like traffic. I like busy, 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 always on the move. And Tallahassee is just not that. Tallahassee is a place where you go to go to college. You live your wow best life. And then you get out of here and you grow up. You have kids, you get married and you live an adult life. This right here, this Tallahassee mess is for, um, younger adults who are trying to find themselves so once you find yourself i feel like you need to find yourself somewhere else to be okay and i say that and i'm still here so must i really do believe that god has me here for a reason because y'all i've been trying to get out i've been trying to get out for a long time and i feel like every time i try to get out it's like no honey it's not time yet and i'm just like sometimes with god god works like he wants to give you lessons and until you get the lesson you're going to continue to repeat the um repeat the situation so because i won't get the lesson of why i'm here or stop complaining and understand like okay there's a reason why i'm here i have to stay here i really believe that's what god's doing to me he's like listen i need you to stay here because I, there's some things i need you to do here first before i release you to another place before i release you to another dimension and if you're too busy complaining about where you are that means you're not actually executing the things that I need you to do, which means you're prolonging your journey. And that's not on God. That's on you. So I had to understand like, okay, I might not like it here, but that should push me to work hard, like really, really hard so that I can speed this thing up. The more I complain, the more I, I don't want to be here and I can't stand it here. And I'm just going to cross my hands and have a tension tantrum and sit down. The more I'm going to be stuck here. So y'all, I'm active. I'm up and active. I'm up and, and I'm getting it because I'm ready to get up out of here. I'm so ready to go. It's like for a long time, I felt so stuck. I felt stuck being in Tallahassee. Like, am I ever going to leave? And God keeps telling me like, yeah, but not right now. And I'm like, well, when? Like, you keep saying tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all, I love TikTok. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love TikTok. But I felt very, very stuck. And like God wasn't trying to release your girl from this God awful place. It's not that bad, but personally, I don't really like it. I can't get jiggy with this for too much longer. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you guys. That brings me to something that I really wanted to talk to you guys about. And that's the changing process. The process of change, the process of switching things up and being in a different environment or being a different person. When I say change, I don't just mean changing your environment, but I do honestly feel like your environment has a lot of influence on who you are. Think back to your childhood. You know, you grew up in a certain environment, whether it was the suburbs and you had a lot, you know, you had money, you didn't really have to suffer for anything or whether it was you was in the trenches and you didn't really have much. You had to grind for everything you have. As you grow older, your environment still kind of has a way of sculpting who you are, and how you think, because you, if you can, if you're talking to somebody and they say, well, I was just raised like that, that's their environment. They were raised in a hectic environment. All they know is anger because that's all their mom or their father did around them. So when they come to you, because they just got out of that environment, all they know is anger. So you're wondering why they're so angry and they're always arguing with you. And it's because they're a part of their, their environment. Or you can take a hustler. You could take somebody that didn't have anything, but they always made it. They always grinded and they always made sure they got their own stuff. When they get older, that 
mentality is going to follow them and they can either put it in a, a positive way where they're grinding in other areas and getting legit money or they can keep doing what their environment taught them which is was to hustle and get it by any means whether it's on the corner or whatever the case may be so we're always a product of our environment does that necessarily mean we have to stay a product of our environment absolutely not you have free will you have the opportunity to change your mind you have the opportunity to change your routine you have the opportunity to change the mentality that the environment shaped you don't have to stay in that place and a lot of people think that they have to oh i was just born this way or i just think this way because that's all i that's that's where i was born i mean that's how i was raised no that's just what you learned Your environment is nothing but learned behavior. You weren't born to be, you know, a drug dealer. You weren't born to do this. You weren't born to do that. You were actually born to do something much, much greater. But because you were in that environment, you're thinking in your head that you're stuck there. And you're not. You have the ability to say, you know what? My environment may have been crap. I may not have had a dime to my name growing up. I may have, you know, been abused or I may have been mistreated when I'm when I, you know, grew up. But now that I'm older and I can make my own decisions, I'm living different. I'm grinding different. I'm thinking different. I'm walking and I'm talking different. And that is on you. So if you're that type of person when you say you have all these excuses and and you blaming everybody for what you you have or what you don't have, that's on you. I don't like when people blame other people for what they don't have. It's because of him that I don't have this. It's because of her. She didn't do this properly. She didn't love me properly. My dad wasn't there. I didn't have this. I didn't have money. So I can't do all that. I I can't be like you. That's an excuse. You are wrapping your environment in this excuse and comfort blanket to make yourself feel secure. To give yourself a reason why you are not where you think you should be in your mind. You can't put that on anybody else. Maybe when you were a child, you could put that on your parents because you didn't have the means to be to stand on your own. But when you're able to stand on your own and no longer is their responsibility, it's not it now becomes and transitions and transforms into your responsibility. What are you going to do? How do you feel about it? So you can't sit here and point the finger because when you're pointing the finger, you have like three fingers pointing back at you. It's on you so you got to change your mindset and when you go into these new environments you have to a lot of people think like oh i can get up and just leave if i get up and just leave everything's gonna be okay because i used to think that i'm just gonna get up and move i need a fresh air. and in some cases that works for people but in some cases it does not it does not work for everybody just because you get up and move does not mean that you're leaving all your bad habits behind and you're leaving all your trauma and your pain behind you don't leave it behind all it does is come with it comes with you when you're packing your bags and your clothes and all this stuff you're packing that pain and that trauma along right along with it so you have to deal with the trauma and the pain in the situation and environment that you're in and then you can leave a lot of people think Oh, I can't get myself together in this when I'm in this environment. I can admit it's hard. I've been in situations where I'm in the midst of the environment and I have to, God shows, it shows me how to change something about myself. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, in order for me to change it, I have to get away from it. He's like, no, no, no. You need to deal with this right here. Because if you deal with it right here with the situation and the environment facing you, then do you know how much courage and how less fear you're going to have and how much strength you're going to have when you come out and defeat this thing? Because there's a different type of strength when you just run away and then you get over it, quote unquote. You didn't have to face nothing. 
You know, you're running from it. But when you face that thing head on and you say, listen, I know what it was, but that's not what it's going to be. I know how I was operating, what I was doing, but that's not how this this thing is going to go. So I'm going to face you head on and we're going to we're going to get this together. I'm going to get this healing on. I'm going to face this trauma. I'm going to face this pain and I'm going to heal from it. And then I'll slide. Because when I'm sliding, I'm sliding a whole different person. I'm sliding a healed person. I'm sliding a, you know, a person that just really dealt with everything that I had going on. I'm sliding with a clean slate. We need to stop thinking that we can just switch environments every two seconds. Like I know people who just move. They bounce and they bounce and they bounce. It's almost like you're running from yourself. You're running from the things that was in the last city. But have you noticed that you might move from Tallahassee to Atlanta and you have a bad time there? You don't have any friends. There's a lot going on. All that trauma follows you. So you're like, okay, well, Atlanta's not it. So you get up and you move to Baltimore and you realize, okay, I still have the same problems. Okay, okay, I'm just going to, maybe this is not the area either. I'm going to get up and I'm going to move to, I don't know, Seattle. But every city and every state, every place you move, you you take the same problems with you. And it's because you keep packing them in your bag because you're not dealing with them. The only way that you can unpack it and leave it where it's at is to deal with it first. So you might ask, Ayana, Ayana, okay, you keep telling me to deal with it, deal with it. How am I supposed to deal with it? Okay, so that thing, you know, you have to first take an inventory of yourself. Take inventory of your pain. You know, as much as we like to say, I don't remember. I don't know. You know what happened to you as a child. You know that thing, that life-changing event that made you change the way that you think. You're just suppressing it so that you don't have to deal with it. But you're going to have to sit down and be completely honest with yourself. And I'm not saying invite anybody else. This needs to be a conversation with you yourself and yourself okay and invite god into the mix just in case you have a breakdown because if you're anything like me (laughs) you might have a breakdown so you need to sit down take inventory and say who am i what was my environment like and how did my environment shape me and you have to be honest when you're answering your question why do we lie to ourselves I lie to ourselves. It's like lying to God. God knows what happened. He knows what's up. So how dare you lie to him? And how dare you lie to yourself? Because you were there. It happened to you. So you have to be honest to yourself and say, this hurt me. That's the only way you're going to be able to face it. If you continuously run with it, even run from it, even when you're sitting down and holding yourself accountable and taking inventory, you will never heal. You have to be okay with saying, this happened to me when I was nine. This is the way that it made me feel. Now that I'm 25 years old, I notice that I'm still using that or I still, you know, act like this because of what happened to me when I was nine. Let me give y'all an example. Let me just be honest with y'all. I had, I grew up in a household where I didn't have a father. I had my dad up until the age of 10 or was it 11? It was either 10 or 11. He passed away. He was shot in Miami, Florida. And after that, I didn't have a father figure in my life at all. And my the women in my family, none of them were married. I had one married auntie, but I witnessed her marriage and I knew that her marriage is not something that I wanted, you know. So I didn't have any father figures. And then I had this a piece of a father figure, but he was the wrong father figure. And he showed me a lot of things that was wrapped around anger, frustration, screaming, yelling, and fighting. So honestly, those five things are all I knew. 
So when I went to get into my own relationship, because those five things are all I knew, but at first those five things kind of scared me a little bit. I went into my first relationship real soft, real timid. I didn't want to cause any problems because I didn't want to hear anybody yell. So I wouldn't say what I was thinking because I, I don't want you to yell at me. You know, and it was real on soft type time. Like I was a punk. Okay. I don't want you to yell at me. But at the same time, I have a fear of you walking away. I don't want you to walk away. So I don't want to say too much because if I bother you too much, you're going to tell me I'm aggravating you. You're going to walk out the door because that's all I saw. So when I got my heart broken the first time, I turned into, okay, well, I was going about this thing all wrong. I went back to the environment that I was in, pulled out the anger, and applied that to the rest of my relationship. So now, every relationship after that, I'm that person who do not play the radio. But I took that too far to the point where I'm always snapping. I said what I wanted to say when I wanted to say it, and I didn't care about your feelings. I didn't care. And it's because I kept pulling from my environment because I didn't deal with the fact that I seen what I saw and I was involved in what I was involved in and I didn't heal from it. I never addressed it. I just suppressed it because I thought it was normal. If you want me to be honest, I thought it was normal. I'm like, okay, well, maybe everybody fight because my whole family fought like that. So I'm like, well, maybe everybody fight. So I was a rowdy girl. I was rowdy. I was rowdy. And now that I'm 25 years old and way more mature... I'm able to understand, no, Yana, baby, no. That is not how you speak to the man that you are supposed to be with, that you're trying to be with. You're supposed to be an uplifting person. You're supposed to be this sweet person that, you know, knows how to control her anger. You don't have to always, somebody says something you don't like, you spazzing out on them. Because you have to be in control because you have to be the one that's coming down on them. They're not coming down on you. You don't have to operate like that. So until I was able to look back and it didn't take, it took for me to sit down and start writing a book. I I started this book about my life and I was able to, you know, relive everything that happened to me. And I haven't released the book yet. I'm going to release the book, but I'm still in the process of making it. But when I was writing it in the beginning, I was like, wow, this is trauma all up and through this, you know, all up and through these pages. This is nothing but trauma that I never dealt with. And all the feelings kept came rushing back of how, you know, that situation and that environment made me feel as a child, especially after I had just lost my father, who was a very good father. Very, very. And I feel like I believe if he was still in my life, my life, first of all, would be completely different. But I would still have that loving father figure but I had to um writing that book made me realize I had a lot of trauma to deal with so I sat there as I'm writing and I'm like you know did that hurt me and just me saying that hurt me and just me saying how I felt out loud in that situation as I'm writing the book and expressing myself through words it helped me heal and it helped me realize you don't have to be this way This is not what it's supposed to be. And then I had conversations with my mom who was also in that environment. And we were able to both, I I seen her growth. And I seen how, you know, that environment shaped her. And so that helped me shape myself because it's just like, okay, I see what happened. But I don't have to stay this way. I don't have to be angry. And I would pray and I would ask God to help me, you know, uproot everything in me that's not supposed to be there. And the only thing that kept coming up at first was my anger and the way that I got aggravated and agitated so fast. Y'all, I don't have any patience. I still don't. Like that part God's still working on me with because I just don't have time for it. Like I don't have patience. Like I have more patience than I used to have. I used to, you'll be able to, you'll say something and I'll just blow up. And you'll be like, okay, like 
chill baby girl but now it's like i'll try to give it a, a, a little second but after after like a minute i'm like all right now getting on my nerves so god had to really show me like you are really agitated and how he showed me was he kept putting me in environments that made me so mad and that would be i remember i was working at enterprise y'all oh my gosh i was working at enterprise rental car i was the assistant branch manager and i was working with this particular manager that honestly we did not get along i am not very fond of condescending people i'm not very fond of nice nasty people like you know they have a bad motive behind it but or their intentions are not good but they try to dress it up with sweet words i can't stand that because i can read right through you you know i grew up in an environment like that not with my mom no but with other people around me i grew up with people like that so i don't i don't i don't like that so that's how he was and he challenged me because i was a woman and because I was also black, I was the only black assistant branch manager at the time. So he always challenged me in my beliefs. And if you know anything about enterprise, enterprise is really big on customer service. So you have to be a people's pleaser, almost really bend your back over. Okay. For these crazy people. So I was the type of person where, like I said, I had a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. And that's all I knew how to express. I didn't know how to express my anger and my frustration in a nice way you going to get it how I got it. You know, you're going to get it how my mind gave it to me. That's how you're going to get it. So it was hard for me to bend backwards for people at Enterprise who were very, very, very rude. And his strength was he was able to. So he used to use that against me and we would get into it all the time. It was a very, very um, hectic environment because like I, I have customers cussing at me and telling me I'm not this and I'll never be this and blah, blah, blah. Then I have my manager who's supposed to have my back come in behind the customer. Have you ever had your manager, like you call your manager or you're the customer calls the manager, let me talk to your manager. And you're like, I used to love saying I am the manager, love. What's up? No, the other manager. I want to talk to the guy. So then you go get him and you feel like your manager is supposed to have your back. Because you're not wrong. You're just telling the people the policy. They just happen to not to like the policy. So you're inviting your manager over so that he can have your back. Child, that man never had my back. I remember one time he came up. This I had this man, this FedEx man. i never forget. It was, we opened at what, 7.30? He came at 7.20. I was like person where I don't open the door before 7.30. Why did you decide to stand out there, love? The, the door specifically says, we open at 7.30. At the top, it says closed. Why are you yanking on the door? No one told you to get here 10 minutes early, Earl. 7.30. I'm not going to open the door. So when I open the door at 7.30, he runs through the door. So you just see me sitting out here and you're not going to open the door. And I looked at him dead in his face. The door says 7.30. We do not open until 7.30. So you're just going to have me sitting out there, huh? Absolutely. You are welcome to wait in your car or you're welcome to even better wait at your home until 7.30. But now that we're open, I can assist you. How may I help you? You know, I'm already kind of upset that I got to be here this early. And now you try me. You playing with my top. So listen, he was going off. So I told him, I said, okay, he had like a compact. No, he had a compact car reserved and I had a compact car. So if you don't know what a compact car is, it's like a Versa. Or a Ford Fiesta. So I had that. And I said, sir, here, here's what I have available for you. And he looked at that um, Versa key and he started going off. How dare you put me in this small car? I said, wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. This is what you reserved. So I have what you reserved and you're upset because I want to give you something bigger for free. 
He said, you're the worst person and you don't have any customer service skills and blah, blah. I said, I'm doing my job. The policy states that I do. I am not obligated to upgrade you for free if I have what you have reserved. So now that I have handed you the keys, do you want them or not? Do you want them or not? So he was causing a big scene. I want to talk to your manager. I am the manager, love. That made him really mad. His face got really red. He said, excuse me, you have to be kidding me. You, the manager, that uh, that disrespected me. You don't disrespect me like that. So, you know, my neck started rolling. And that's when the attitude really came. Because I'm like, you trying me at this point. So I go get my um other manager. And he comes in. And I tell him what's going on in the back. So I warned you. I forewarned you how this man was wilding already. And what he was saying to me. And how he was making me feel uncomfortable. I told you before we got to him. So we get to him. And this man has the audacity to tell that customer. I understand how you feel. I know how she can be sometimes. Don't worry. I'll get you exactly what you want. We're not going to worry about her. Wait. Hope. Boo, baby. Bring it back. Bring it back. And I literally told him, I said, come here. Bring it back. Wait a minute. What was that? What was that? So the environment I had was very frustrating in a lot, a lot, a lot of ways. So I remember going outside one day and I was crying and I looked up to the sky and I said, God, why do you have me in this situation? Why can't I just quit and change? Because I was applying for jobs. People were telling me no. And I'm like, what's going on? I didn't even get an interview. Why Why can't I do this? Why? And I'm literally frustrated, screaming at the top of my lungs, crying in the very back of Enterprise. And God told me in that moment, I am trying to show you something. I have a lesson for you. And I need you to learn the lesson. You have to calm down. The places that I'm taking you, Ayana, you cannot come with all of that. You have to learn how to take people for how they are but not take it personal you know what i'm saying like you take everything personal and you feel like you have to be this person that does not play the radio you can still be respected and demand your respect without being disrespectful i need you to calm down and so i'm like okay it took me a minute to get that he said that the first time but he had to tell me like five other times because i wouldn't understand it but it took for me to get to my second position as manager at a different enterprise the very enterprise that i started at for me to realize God is for real. He's really, he's not going to release me until I change my perspective, calm my nerves, and simmer my attitude down. So it was trial and error, trial and error, and I began to do, try to practice those things. And everything was working fine. But then another thing came up. And it's like every environment I was in, it was like poking at me. You have to change this and change that and change that. And it was a lot. It was a lot, I'm not going to lie. But I was able to settle, sit, sit down take inventory of myself and say, God's trying to show you something. Where, where do you want to be in life? And does the person that you are right now fit that person that you want to be? And the answer was always no. The answer was always no. Because if you want me to be honest, I, I, I'm pretty crazy. I was pretty crazy. And I knew that if I want to come here and talk to you guys and I want to, you know, speak and I want to be a speaker and I want to travel the world I can't take everybody's opinion about me or what I'm saying so personal because if I do all I'm gonna be doing is snapping on everybody and nobody's gonna be able to actually hear my message because all they know me for is my attitude so I had to calm baby girl down okay so I'm here to tell you that it's it's not gonna be easy work to change your mindset and and change your environment and change who you are but at the same time, it's going to be very, very, very needed because now that I'm older and I'm in a different space, I know how to speak better. So going back to that trauma I had when I was in, you know, that situation when I was younger with all the anger. Now 
I was able to take inventory of myself. Then I was able to take responsibility of my actions and my words. And I was able to say, you know what? Moving forward, I'm going to handle this differently. So now that I'm in relationships now, whenever I encounter people now, it's not so much anger. Now I know if you offend me, how to just tell you, hey, honey, baby, I didn't really, I understand what you're trying to say, but I didn't really like the way you said it. Instead of me saying, who you talking to? Like, what you trying to do? Who you talking to? Because you ain't talking to me. Instead of me doing all of that, I'm able to say, I'm able to sit down. There's a point where I couldn't even sit down with my significant other and say how I was feeling without cursing and being angry and attacking them. But now I can sit down and say, hey, what you did earlier, I didn't really like it. Now, one thing about me, I'm feisty. I'm a little bit feisty. I've always been feisty. That part of me is never really going to go. But you can turn from feisty to angry real fast. There's a difference between being feisty and being angry. So now I'm able to sit down and, you know, still have my personality. And I might be like, you know, hey, I didn't really like, I'm a straight shooter. That's what I call myself, a straight shooter. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm not finna, I'm not going to sugarcoat it too much. I'm just going to tell you what it is. So if you felt, made me feel some type of way, I'll sit you down like, hey, what you did earlier, you made me feel some type of way. Like, can we talk for a second? Can I tell you how it affected me? Instead of saying, you got me effed up, you know, bump you, I don't care. I was the queen, I don't care. But now I'm able to say, like, you're really upsetting me, and this is why. Now, because God's still working on me, and um, I'm a Northside Christian, or I'm a Northside, you know, God lover, I'm a Northside spiritual person, um, I don't always resort to calming down (laughs) there are situations where i'll try initially to be calm and then they'll keep saying stuff and then i get angry and then here she comes you know but god's still working on that part so i'm here to tell you that you're it's not gonna always be perfect you're gonna sometimes resort back to what you know but in that moment you're you need to be able to identify what you're doing you need to be able to say okay ayana you're wilding You you did not have to scream like that and I'm able to do that now and say, you know, I you didn't have screams. So then now I'll come back and say, you know what? I apologize for screaming. I shouldn't have screamed or I shouldn't have said that. That's not what I should have said. What I meant to say was X, Y, and Z. So I'm a recovering um, <clears throat> attitude addict. And it's a process. It's a process. And change is always scary. Change is something that we are not fond of all the time. We want the type of change that we want. But what happens when God tells you he wants to change this? He wants to change your mind. He wants to change your heart. He wants to change your attitude. He wants to change your perspective. What happens then? Do you surrender to it or do you fight back? The longer you fight back, the more you prolong the process. The longer you prolong the process, the more you have to relive those lessons. The more you have to relive relive those situations. And after a while, enough is enough. It doesn't become fun anymore. It's not fun to sit here and argue and relive the same thing. No, God, I'm trying to learn. I am the type of person now where I'm in the classroom all the time. I want to learn. And some situations I don't get on the first lesson. There will be situations where you might not get to the 100th time. But as long as you're willing to continue to sit in the classroom and continue to learn, you will always come out on top because you're surrendering yourself and you're humbling yourself into the lesson. A lot of times we too, we're too busy challenging the lesson because we want to stay the same. We're fighting to stay the same. Somebody's telling you you have an anger problem and you're sitting here fighting them and challenging them. No, it's you. It's not me. It's you. No, baby. If 10 people in this room tells you you have an anger problem, you need to look at yourself. It's not everybody but you. It's everybody including you. Like, you know, you have to take accountability and you have to take inventory of who you are. And I know people say, you know, don't listen. People going to talk. People going to talk. But you should know the difference between people just talking about you 
and what they're saying has no truth behind it and people actually addressing something that you need to deal with. Because I had that problem. People would try to address stuff with me that I need to deal with. And I've heard it 80,000 times and I get angry each time. And it would be like more and more anger each time they express it to me. Why? Because I was trying to fight the fact that I really did need to change. I really did need to humble myself. I didn't want you to tell me that. You can't tell me what to do. Like I had that type of mindset. So God had to really take me through some things because I was stubborn. If you're not as stubborn as me, you might not go through as much as I did. But God had to take me through some things to make me understand like, no, baby. The, the woman that I see, the woman that I called, this woman is gentle. This woman is understanding. She's compassionate. She has empathy. This woman knows how to speak. She knows how to articulate her emotions. This woman isn't quick to anger. This, one, this woman isn't frustrated all the time. This woman is peace. And when people are around her, they feel at peace. That's what this woman is. So that's the woman that I'm attacking and I'm trying to go after right now. And I've gotten halfway there. You know, it's still a journey. I've gotten halfway there. I'm really, really working on the patience part. I'm working on that part. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm further than where I started because I took a step. So all you have to do is take a step to change, but I don't want you to run from things without dealing with the thing that you need to deal with. Changing your environment without dealing with the trauma is only going to equal another environment that's very traumatic. Change your environment, yes. Change your tra trauma, change your perspective heal from the things that made you who you are so that way when you step into that new environment you deserve to be there you work to get here and the woman or the man that you are now is going to thrive in this environment because if you put the old you in that new environment where god wanted you to take off in you're going to diminish you're going to tear it down and you're going to make all these excuses then you're going to look at god like this isn't the area that this is not working the way you said it was going to work he's going to say because you're not following the path that i need you to follow you're too busy running i need you to address you're strong i gave you strength we are running out of fear because we don't want to relive that again. I don't want to go through that again. But you have to understand when you peel it back the second time, it's not going to hit you like the first time hit you because this time you already know how the feeling felt. For example, my mom used to tell me, yes, he broke your heart, but no one will ever be able to break your heart like that again because you know how that feels and you'll never allow yourself to go back to that place. That's the same with the trauma. You know how that trauma made you feel. So you're not going to allow it to take you back there. You're going to actually, if you do this right, if you do this with the right intentions and the right mindset, you're going to allow it to push you forward. You're going to look at your trauma and say, you don't control this anymore. You don't control my emotions. You don't come first. I'm going to handle this and dead this right where it's at. So we all have the opportunity to be a better version of ourselves. We all have the opportunity to step into our our change and step into our change whole, step into our change healed, step into our change full of love and enthusiasm. Because we know when we step this time, not only did our environment change, but our mindset changed. And now everything after this is going to be nothing but a blessing, nothing but abundance, nothing but prosperity. And that's what we should be aiming for in this season. So stop running. Stop running. It's okay. If you need somebody to, to face it with you, okay, reach out to somebody. But stop running. Because the more you run, the longer this thing is going to be.
the more you're going to have to deal with. And I'm not telling you by chance, let me put this on record, that once you heal from that, your life is going to be absolutely easy. No, no, it's not. You're going to, life is always going to be life. There's always going to be things that are happening in life. But the more you address, especially pertaining to your past trauma and all the things you went through, the more tools you put in your toolbox and your tools are equivalent to different strengths you have. So now you, you've tackled the fact that you know how to communicate. So you can put your communication tool in your toolbox. You can put your patience tool in your toolbox. You can, you can put all these different things in your toolbox. So when life happens, you have something heavy, a heavy toolbox to be able to pull from. Okay, I'm in a situation where this person's challenging me and, and I'm getting kind of upset. Let me pull out my patience from my toolbox that I learned in my last lesson. And let me apply that to this lesson so it won't be as bad. Now, is it going to be 100% perfect? No, but it won't be as bad. You know, so all we're trying to do is get better. We're not trying to be perfect because no one is perfect. We're just trying to be better than we were yesterday. So I appreciate y'all for hollering at me. You already know this segment that we're about to go into. I want you guys to call holla at me. So holla. This is when you send me questions. You send me situations. You email them to me. My email is williams 1234 at gmail.com. You email me your questions and your situations or your concerns. And we will talk about it right here because we are a community and we are all here to help one another. So if you need to holla at me, please do. I can't wait to hear from y'all. Y'all already know what it is and who it is. It's your girl, Yana Samaria. This is Real Spill and Baby Love. We are out. Holla!